0: Welcome to Sweeping the Country, my co-host, Mr. Jimmy Carter, and today, a vault episode with none other than Kevin Costner. This is going to be a good one, Jimmy. Uh, Kevin Michael Costner, we're going to start from the beginning. We will do other vaults with Kevin Costner, but we're going to take his career chronologically as far as my interviews with him. And we first started talking in uh, 1985, I believe, for the movie Silverado, and if you can find that movie anywhere, it was a really good Western. Danny Glover was in it really? and a couple other <laughs> great people. And Lawrence Caston was the director who had done the big chill. Mm-hmm. And I think it as a, as a box office film, but uh, it got him his first leading role. And boy, he was never going to turn back. Leading man, Kevin Costner. Now, when we did this interview, I think he is right at 30 years old. So he's a young guy. Yeah, no kidding. And he's sixty-seven years old now. So we were a couple of thirty-year-olds having a chat.
1: Well, Kevin, what's a marketing major from Compton,
2: California, doing as a gunfighter? Well, <laughs> yeah, the uh, you know it's just a life process of, of, of finding out what you want to do and what what you're good at. Uh, um, and and. You know, part of college for me—I think that's what you're alluding to. Mm-hmm. You know, how—what was a change? How did that happen? Is you know, you know, I, I wasn't one of those guys that was fortunate enough to know what he wanted to do when he went into college. And people would tell me they said, "I'm going to be a biology major." I, I always found that that mm-hmm. was that was interesting. I wish somehow that I could have said that. And and so I, you know, I kind of got in line with the rest of the people, and I kind of said, "Well, I'm going to be a business major," and and uh, I was. And about my, as my senior year was approaching, I, I felt like it was time that somehow I, I really discovered what it was I wanted to do. And, and, um, you know, and fortunately, I was able to do that and began that shift in my senior year. I went ahead and graduated, but I shifted. And then uh, for the next five years, I just really began to re-educate myself. And you worked behind the scenes in theater? Mm-hmm. So you could get... I worked stage managing. I worked on sound stages. I, I worked with a lot of writer and directors, first-time type of people, and mm-hmm. did their material for them down in lofts at night and mm-hmm. uh, play student films.
1: Uh, Ray Bolger says that most of his parts have been left on the cutting room floor, Wizard of Oz onto everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've had a little bit of that, but it's all worked out.
2: It has, and um, uh, I, I tell you, the most important thing for me um, was direction. I felt if I had direction in terms of career-wise, what I wanted to do, uh, that was the biggest burden off me. The fact that I've been in films and been cut out um, has never bothered me because this is what I'll do. The, to, to think that that was my one shot at mm-hmm. something, um, it, it, I guess it would be um, devastating to somebody. I guess if they go down to make a film up in um, uh, you know some, some small city in the United States and that legitimately is your maybe one time at a movie, and, and you and you and for whatever reason you luck out enough to have a part, and then to see it cut out, I think it could be devastating. For me, uh, to me, I I didn't think of it that way. I thought this is this a fact of life, the fact that maybe The Big Chill went on to be a hundred million dollar hit, that you know that kind of. Mm-hmm. That's a reminder yeah, really. to you that, you know, that, that's something, but that, doesn't, that didn't bother me really.
1: So Lawrence Kasdan liked you so well, he did put you in Silverado. Uh, Jake is a wild character. He's a fun kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Kisses all the girls and gets in trouble, thrown in jail.
2: Yeah, he is, it's a, on paper he's a great character and hopefully um, people respond to him as, as that. Did you have to work a little bit on the gun work? I did. I was, that wasn't something I learned in school or, you know, it wasn't something I had just picked up along the way. I had to, you know, pick those guns up and because I used two guns, um, that presented a problem left-handed because my coordination wasn't the same as my right. So, and, and the fact that the guns were so important to this character, it was important that they be equally good. So did you spend long hours before the movie uh, working on your gun work? I did and I had, then I developed big blisters on, you know, you can imagine, you can imagine two pounds on, on each one of your fingers going around. I got to the point where I couldn't spin them at all and suddenly those particular scenes where I actually have to do some of that gun work was very early on in the film. And so there was a point when I was wondering, oh boy, if I, it was just completely raw and those big two pounds kept going around it. So I, fortunately it worked out.
1: You had a lot of energy in this film. Did you just pump yourself up because you were so excited, or you felt that's who Jake should be as a kid, that had a lot of energy? You know, young guy, just full of vinegar.
2: I I think it was inherent in the part, and so the way I do that is just the way I work. Um, I mean, obviously, you and I are jumping up and down right mm-hmm. now. I I found a way. Um, I I saw how I, I saw how I felt. Number one, he fit into the group of four, and then also, and also that that it was important that Jake uh, be a different sound. Um, his level of experience is a little different than the other guys, so it's not reasonable to have four guys sitting around talking about their mutual experiences, mm-hmm. you know. They, those guys have experiences that I don't have and m- where I'm coming from is, is a whole other point of view. So I thought to bring a lot of, a lot of innocence and, and also unbridled enthusiasm to things. Well, what did you think when you saw the film for the first time put together? I thought, I thought like I stunk in it a little bit. Um, I thought everybody else was great. Um, but it was hard to watch
1: yourself. It eh? was,
2: it was difficult. It was difficult seeing this guy who was bouncing all around because I always thought of myself playing very much something like Scott's part, the traditional Western character who I've watched all my life, the kind of guy that's, let's say, real slow to burn, you know, the guy who sits around and doesn't really make a move until he's pushed so far you know, that mm-hmm. that type of individual, not a Jake character. Hmm.
1: So, let me ask you one question about Steven Spielberg here. Because you probably can say I can't say about it, but that's a secret NBC series that mm-hmm. the, even the NBC people have not been allowed to uh, right. look at very much. Right. What can you tell me about the uh, episode that you're in? Not the story so much, but. Who directed it and what
2: right? Uh, Steven Spielberg directed my we episode, did. and um, that was important to me. Or you know, I, I'm not so sure that I would have done it. Uh, the other interesting thing is our our episode is, is really good, and we turned it from a half an hour into an hour. Mm. I think it's the only one that's been done that way. We just said we can we can make this thing a little longer, and 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 it's real exciting.
1: What is so special a... about Steven Spielberg? We hear so much about him.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? uh well my relationship with him is is unique I had a, a bit to do with him on Fandango and then um, and then obviously directing this film he's uh he's there to make a film he's very excited and uh, he's he's in control he, 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 hes he's just uh, he, he makes he he fuses on ideas I mean he's excitable you, you don't see him down and and uh, that's special I don't know you know there's uh, you know he's just a special guy in our in our time, as is Larry. Mm-hmm. They both know where they're going. They're both in control.
1: And that is important to know right. that someone's running the ship, right?
2: Right. Now. It's 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 paramount. Or Columbia. <laughs> or Thank you, Fox.
0: Silverado was a movie that made money. It had a budget of twenty-three million dollars and had a box office of thirty-two million. So they probably were pretty bad. happy about that. And uh, Scott Glenn was in this movie. He was a uh, he was a good, uh, I just, I love him. Scott Glenn's a great actor. Yeah, Kevin Kline, oh, Danny I love Glover. Kevin yeah. Klein, yeah. If you ever get a chance to see this movie, it ain't bad. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a it's a very good, cool Western, Silverado. All right, good deal. And so we're, you know, he's 30 years old, and then he, he just has so many great movies once he got started. Once he got going, because uh, he had done, he had been the big chill, but he got cut out. Did he? And really he was in happened? another, yeah, and there were a couple other movies and TV shows that he did. but you know, nothing. So then he gets going on this leading man thing. So Silverado kicked everything off and he did a couple of movies that year, did a Steven Spielberg, amazing stories. Then he did one that I loved the untouchables. Oh, that was great. Great. movie. That was a hit. And so that movie was out and was a hit movie when we talked uh, really months later for a movie that he did, a thriller called no way out
1: this is the kevin costner summer and his second movie of uh, 1987 is no way out and it is a very good movie and it's very different from all your other roles and Mm -hmm. uh, you're on a roll now (laughs) you're a gi (laughs) yeah in this one and we're not going to give away the plot because this is a movie about top secrets and secrets so we don't want to cheat and tell anybody what it's about but can you give us a little quick glance of uh, what the character is about who is this guy
2: well, he is a, a guy with a lot of secrets. He's, he's somebody you wouldn't mind having a drink with, I don't. I think. He's a, he's a, he's a good guy, but he, he gets involved with a woman and it's, 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 very, it's very steamy and it's set against the backdrop of the Pentagon and a lot of high-level intrigue. And it's, uh, it's, it's just a movie that I, I like because it's one that's very unpredictable and you don't know where it's going to go. And you see power at play in a very theatrical way that's easy to understand you know, there's good dialogue, there's good characters.
1: And you were big on doing, uh, this is a very physical film, and you were big on doing the stunts yourself.
2: Well, I, I'm big on making it come off, and if I don't think it's coming off and it's in my control to do something about it, I'll step in and do something.
1: It is kind of bad to see a fakey stunt sometimes if, uh, the, if the people don't do it right.
2: It can be, It's and, and subconsciously you know when it's not the person doing it. Mm-hmm. And, but it's also important that you don't wreck a film doing it, but I just, I guess it's in my nature to be real physical in film so that's part of my style.
1: Were you really ever really in any danger you think?
2: Yeah. But it was calculated, you know, I mean I felt that I could pull it off. I mean, if it was re- if I thought if I didn't think I could pull it off, I wouldn't. The fact if if I made a mistake, I could get really hurt, that's true.
1: Now, let's not blow in the image here, but you do wear glasses sometimes, right, when you drive? No. You wear contacts? No. Well, I thought I'd read that you had uh, that you needed some kind of glasses I don't see or
2: well at all. I can't. I can't read. Uh, I, I, I but could. you don't wear, You can't see well, but you don't wear glasses. No, I mean I. I see red lights if they go on, so I right. know that somebody's breaking in front of me. But I couldn't read a sign on that wall.
1: But you did a driving stunt.
2: Well, I. It, yeah, um, I did. Let me make a note here. Do not drive on street with Kevin yeah, Costner. That's right. No, I don't see well at all. Well, then, that was interesting. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a blur, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was a blur. The insurance people probably I mean, I really kept driving thinking, hey, that. this is make-believe, and everybody was just frightened after
1: We don't need to talk about your past because we've done that before, but looking back when the story is told, I guess it's going to be Silverado that gets the credit for turning uh, the career on, won't it?
2: I think that it probably will. I think it will go- actually be Big Chill and Silverado. But uh,
1: Silverado in that these directors, not so much the people, but the directors saw something.
2: Right. Right. I think the directors and the people because I've never really done a lot of publicity and I think that people responded a lot to that role. Um, and I think then in retrospect you, there'll be little films like Testament, like I didn't realize he'd yeah. done Testament. I, you know, I have a, a, a thing about movies. I like to be in good movies.
1: Untouchables. what effect has it had uh, personally or professionally on you? Have you seen I'm sure you've had to Same people know who you are for sure now.
2: Yeah, I ha- I haven't noticed anything discernible though really because I, I still carry myself the same way. Mm-hmm. I still do the same things. I'm still looking for the for the next role in my mind that I think is good. You know, I, I, I move past my movies. I don't dwell on them. I don't think about them unless somebody, somebody brings them up. I just, I guess I'm lucky that way because I don't think about them.
1: But you're certainly pleased with the success. Obviously. I am pleased.
2: I think it's, it's, it's good that a movie... Because you know, there was a lot of people didn't think that movie would do well. There was a lot of people ready to slam it and, and it didn't. It rose above it.
1: That's very true. So where are you going to go after this? Uh, you've had a little break from uh, filmmaking from really a hard couple of movies in a row. You have any idea what you're going to do?
2: I do have some ideas. I know I'm, I know what I'm going to be doing in this winter and then throughout the next summer, be working with Kasdan again, be doing a movie called Revenge based on a short story from Jim Harrison. And I'm developing a movie about Indians, uh, another kind of Western. Um, and uh, as far as the fall goes, this fall, is, I, I haven't said yes or no to a picture.
1: But you are continuing to, you know, you're going to keep working and doing a lot of uh, just mostly serious parts it sounds
2: I you know I, I love to laugh I love mm-hmm. I love these pictures but sometimes it's very difficult for me to say yes to a picture that I feel like I've seen before that's true it's very difficult I don't know why it would make my life easier if I did one of these pictures and then it went did a hundred million dollars and sure. I could do whatever I want but I seem to enjoy dramatic roles uh, I do like to laugh but I uh, I like to go to those pictures I don't necessarily like to be in them unless I, I understand them. The, the whole thing.
1: See, the only thing that's consistent, I think, if they're going to typecast you at all, you are getting to be a hero, which is not all bad, and uh, and you are a leading man. I don't know if you're comfortable with that or not being a leading man, but you are a right. leading man. Now.
2: Thank you. Well, I've you know, i been called other things. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck to you. This another
1: fine film. Thank you. Thank you.
0: After No Way Out, he did Bull Durham, Field of Dreams, and then he did the biggest movie of his life dancing was Wolf's and that movie was nominated for 12 Academy Awards, won seven, including best picture and best director. And he was the director in that film. And then he did one that flopped. And I went to, I went to uh, Mexico to interview him for this. It was called revenge with Anthony Quinn and Madeline Stowe. We went to Puerto Vallarta to to do the publicity on that. And uh, it just didn't do a thing, but, after that, he did Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, great. And that uh, might be my favorite. That's when we next talked. And uh, that that was a good movie. I bet it still stands up today. I haven't oh, yeah. seen it. A oh, it's, it was fantastic. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Well, when this happened, now, Dancing with Wolves, uh, was uh, that was at a period like 1990 or something like that. Yeah. Robin Hood was 1991. So we're moving along in his career a little bit. And uh, we both had gotten used to talking to each other at this point.
1: This is the first chance I've been able to congratulate you on the uh, box of Oscars oh, that you got to, to take home or at least distribute. Um, nice. You
2: still kind of a little high from that, or is it pretty much uh, over with now? I got over that pretty quick, like the next day when I went back to rehearsal. <laughs> <laughs> had to get back to work. Yeah, it? no kidding. You must really be in shape. Man, this is a running, jumping, shooting uh, Galloping movie, Robin Hood. Well, it had to be, or this movie couldn't survive if it didn't have that sense of urgency and fun and newness about it. Where do you get your energy
1: level from? I mean, you're in most every shot in the film, and you're really doing something all the time, so they had to work you
2: real long hours. I mean, do you just wear out at some point? You get tired, but, you know, it's like you you get paid good, and it's like, who are you going to complain to? Give me a break. You know, I mean, I mean, you know, that's what I have to think in terms of. You know, every time you have a tendency to start feeling sorry for yourself, you got to wake up and slap yourself two times and realize that life's pretty good. I don't doubt that, but I mean, well, you went directing a film that had even been worse because you never got to sleep. Directing and acting was worse. The pressure was, you know, enormous uh, that way. But it's enormous having a whole movie on your shoulders, particularly, you know, at your level of uh, of acting now. I mean, this pretty much you're out there. Well, i the last. I've had that pressure about the last five, six movies since, um, God, since uh, No Way Out, No Way Out and uh, The Untouchables and Bull Durham and Field of Dreams and, you know, Dances. I'm not leaving out something I bet I am. You you know, that's that's just been my life right now. One thing that I don't understand, it's happened to you and it's happened to other people.
1: You know, I like everybody, heard that, you know, Dance's Whoop's gonna be a little weird. So I, you know, but it was one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. This thing you hear people always, is it when you get to the top, people are always trying to slash at you a little bit. Uh, I don't This really is a really
2: good movie, isn't it? It is a very good it's movie. Not, it's not what you expected in a way. I mean, you thought maybe you are going to see something else, but it's a really good movie. I don't know what it is. I think people want to talk about, they want to trivialize things. They want to talk about the work week. Well, I know that the work week wasn't good. You know I mean? I'm reducing it. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the most comfortable experience. But how newsworthy is that? You know, I mean, if somebody talked to you about getting ready for your show tonight, how newsworthy is that? What's interesting is the show? And what it took to get the show there is, is your business, you know, and, and suddenly everything's become everybody's business, you know, um, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's like, from, and it trivializes things. But
1: really all that matters is the final product when you all get right. down to
2: it, if the, the audience
1: had a good time or if it was whatever right. you wanted and to say. And that's make.
2: all that matters to the audience. And but it's not all that matters to me, but, but that's personal. Mm-hmm. That's not so public, you know. I mean, I have a scorecard about what my work environment is. You know, if I say, "Look, that's the last job I'll ever do," like that, that's all. That's something that's interior with me. It's it's not. It shouldn't be front page stuff. You know. You know, you are. You're I mean, so not the marrying man. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't, you don't know what I Yeah, that was totally ridiculous. Well, I don't no, know. You know, what, those had to <clears throat> endure a lot of pressure. Those people over that. You know, whether they caused it or whether they didn't, it, it wasn't the movie anymore. Are you still uh, pretty
1: much the same old Kevin? Does Cindy think you're the same old Kevin that you were five or six years ago, before you went through
2: this uh, cataclysmic development into a star? Well, I think so. You know, I mean, we both grow up and have to deal with stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same same guy.
1: Who keeps you level? Who takes you down to the base level?
2: My family. My family media take me can take me pretty low. <laughs> they build me up they take me low you know do your kids have any idea what you do for a
1: living do they think you're like robin hood this week and then they think that you're uh, some man a policeman they i know
2: mine are looking mine do My, in fact when mine see movies now they go when are we showing up they're watching citizen Kane, and they go when are we going to be in this i said you're not in that movie they think they're in every movie yeah so they're very young still yeah it's funny yeah. no they think i live in a trailer so, you know, on location, so they you not know. Now, for a child, I would think that'd be neat to have your daddy as Robin Hood. Well, Joe did, he had, he had a variety of swords. He shot his arrow. Most of the makeup people were constantly ducking, you know, so he, you know. Well, I think you did a you know, great job in this Thanks. movie. and it's, uh, You're a wonderful
1: hero, and, uh, and I had a great time, and that's all it's about. Yeah, that
2: really was for this movie. I appreciate it. Was it. Two movie, it was a two-popcorn-eating movie. It was a big, there's a lot of, yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. Okay. Thank
2: you. I saw your show. I saw your show when I was in Dallas.
0: And he went on to tell me, you got to be careful out there. Cause see, I always told it like it was in my reviews Uh and he thought I was being too honest in my reviews, not of him necessarily, but just in general. And uh, that was interesting advice. Yeah. No kidding. But Robin hood. That did $390 million at the box office. So I know very why, successful. man. I, I love that movie. I Absolutely. It was one of my favorite Robin Hood movies, and there were hundreds of Robin Hood movies. Oh, yeah. you know? Morgan Freeman, Alan Rickman, oh, Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio, oh, Antonio, uh, just Christian Slater was in that oh, one. Oh, my what a, gosh. That was a very good movie. Now, we're going to end this episode, and in a couple of weeks, we'll come back to Kevin Costner because we did many other interviews Over the years, but boy, he was really in the middle of it here because when we come back in a couple of weeks, we'll pick it up on the movie Bodyguard. Oh, God. And that was in 1992, and we'll go from there. I'm telling you, this is some great stuff because we had Whitney Houston a couple of weeks ago and we got to Mm -hmm. talk a little bit about her perspective regarding Bodyguard, but this time Mm -hmm. we get to talk to Kevin regarding let's just do kevin next week okay let's do a two-parter here there's so much of kevin we won't make people wait got it next week we'll do some more interviews with kevin costner and we'll start it with the bodyguard and there's so many great movies on his resume well thank you all for tuning in today as we uh, talk about uh, the legend uh, kevin costner he really is a legend and somehow he is now yeah he's kept that fire lit with yellowstone and we'll do more kevin next week until then thank you so much for listening to sweeping the country good day good day